Hello, 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 dear folks, dear friends, dear coffee drinkers, fellow enthusiasts. Welcome to another podcast episode of the Coffee Roaster Warm Up Sessions. And uh, we're happy to have you guys. Whoa, whoa. What? Why is there water in here? I don't know. I didn't put it there. Slight dilution. Oh, dude. I, what are you trying to do? Iced America? I mean, I sparkling America. I don't know. So just take this away while I go clean this up. Well, folks, welcome. Welcome to another episode of uh, Mirror Coffee Roaster Warm-Up Sessions. We are uh, excited to be here. It is a late evening recording. Um, I'm getting a little sleepy, but, you know, fear not, my friends. We have batch remade. I, uh, speaking of sleepy, I've, um, the last 38, 36 hours, 35 hours just running on a nice two-hour power nap. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, mm. I was cranking through an edit until like 4.30 till 5. And then I was like, why am I going to go to sleep? I'm going to feel even worse. That's never, so not, that's never the truth. Showed like, up to narrative at 7, had some breakfast. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I missed that. That's I why I came that's why I was there. already yeah. there. <laughs> I was yeah. at Cash and Carry or U.S. Chef Food Store. U.S. Chef Food Store. Yeah, what? What? Were they always Cash and Carry? They were. They got. Re- Is that re- the actual re- name? Cash and Carry wasn't the name of like the restaurant supply store in Bellingham. Good. But there's also like other places like Everett. It was called Cash and Carry. U.S. They got Ch- Chef Store re-branded. is like the worst name ever. Uh, it has more modern like branding. I like the Cash and Carry. It's like easy going. Cash like, and Carry is like cash black and, and yellow, black and yellow. Yeah. <laughs> but then, but then uh, U.S. Chef Food Store's got the greens, you know, the blue, the whites, the kind of. I don't know. Yeah. It's a little uh, dicey. I don't know how I feel about that. It's that time of the podcast where we just sip on some Joe. Interesting, nothing on the aroma. <laughs> no, I I think I don't know, man. Something's wrong with my nose. Tasted better in the cuppy. Way better. Yeah, isn't that weird? Like millions of times better. It's also a little coarse. Yeah, it's definitely under extract. Little, yeah. Mm. No, no, there's pineapple. That's the whole candy thing that we're picking up on the cupping. I think it's actually just pineapple. Hmm. Okay. It, it needs to cool down a little bit. It's coming. Yeah. Yeah, this is a very, very tasty, actually blew my expectations out of the water mm-hmm. uh, from a local roasting company um, called the Woods Coffee. It's my stomping grounds. The first time I got behind a roaster, a beautiful Loring S35. Um, and um, yeah, and so went, picked up uh, with my rewards points, <laughs> picked Cash up a in. bag <laughs> and uh, ended up being a steal. <laughs> It was, uh, yeah, we put this on the cupping table literally like 10 minutes, 15, 30 minutes ago. And wow, did it, was it impressive? Yeah, completely blind. And I was picking up some wild stuff. I had no idea. Like, I mean, I, I don't remember the last time I've had Woods coffee. Yeah. You know, so it was a complete, it blew, blew my expectations out of the water because I had no idea what was on yeah. the table. Blind and cupping is the best, honestly. It's like it, it it'll it'll get you. It'll get you. It'll make you look a little 
a little foolish might not you might not choose what you thought you would choose you know and so uh, it's always an exciting yeah. time so yeah but wow what a tasty coffee <laughs> what a surprise um i was getting a lot of candied violet a candy 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 sweet 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 um just a wow just a beautiful coffee um yeah it's pretty wild it also uh was pretty light i don't i think folks forget that woods has some light roasts right 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 yeah the, so the shocker thing for those of you who are not local is that um you probably wouldn't go here like if you visited town you probably yeah. would because it's like a tourist attraction but you probably wouldn't for like the coffee coffee necessarily mm -hmm. um because they they're they're kind of more like they're they're also not dark roast either yeah they're, they, they kind sure. of play this very interesting middle um However, their single origins, which they'll they always have rotating on the menu, just one single origin, oftentimes is actually what nobody expects and sees mm -hmm. coming. And you know, a part of, a part of why we're like I really enjoyed having them on the table and just literally blowing my expectations is because it's always fun sometimes to to get something that you didn't expect mm -hmm. and it's for the better. You know, yeah. like that's always just like a, such a fun surprise. But yeah, yeah. So, but, uh, yeah. So that being said, uh, I also just wanted to, before we jump into this podcast, just want to say thank you guys so much for such a spectacular last weekend. Uh, a handful of you picked up hats, t-shirts. We sold out of some before some of you, uh, got your hands on some depending on your size and your color preference. Yeah. Uh, we still have hats, but, uh, yeah, folks are buying that up as well. And so, yeah, it was just like such an exciting week weekend to drop something new mm -hmm. um and uh yeah kill you know pushing through ten thousand listens is just super exciting so just a very very big thank you to all and for sure, uh for sure yeah it was a good time yeah i'm stoked on it i'm stoked that we got some stuff going out like the hats and the shirts and the new coffee it was just a great release week mm -hmm. um yeah and dropping the solo ac exactly which yeah. has been has been popping off people have been you know snagging that and um you know that's that's been really um that's just been really cool though to see also just like so many people gather around you know us which is like we're still fairly new to the mm -hmm. scene um which is exciting but really which ties into what we're going to talk about is really like um stuff like this is becoming super accessible which is spectacular. Like, like people are getting to know more and more roasting companies. More roasting companies are starting, which means there's more good coffee being mm -hmm. roasted and and brewed. And um, it just it, it's only been growing over the last several years. And over the last ten years, there's just been an explosion of uh, instead of going into the cafe actually brewing that at home yeah. in your living room behind your brew bar or wherever that is whether you're brewing you know a pour over um you have your little pour over set but now what's even gotten even more popular is now a lot of people are they have some in, some insane setups at home right yeah you know and they have like you know several thousand dollar espresso machines and the grinder and all the distribution tools or whatever right. it is the tampers yeah. everything um, but really, you know, the, the fascinating thing is like, it's not just those really big 
expensive setups that are able to create such a tasty cup. Um, it's oftentimes also like a lot of these fun little hacks and mods that are starting to be released on mm -hmm. machines that are six, $700, but now they're getting modded with PID with, you know, all these like flow rate gimmicks and tricks and yeah. all these really interesting things that are now like you can have like a decent small sized setup at home. It's still going to cost you something, but now you're able to have a really tasty experience at home yeah and i i personally still don't own a espresso machine i maybe like to but that's for a whole different reason i spend more time inside of a cafe or right. a roastery because that's my job yeah um, but i think if if i wasn't working in coffee and enjoyed coffee to the same degree that i enjoy coffee right now i, I mean it's so easy to pick up a you know gagia or gagia um, one of those small little espresso machines modded out just according to Lance Hedrick's, you know, video, yeah. which everybody has access to. The parts are fairly inexpensive. The mods are fairly easy to work on. Um, you don't need a bunch of tools to make yeah. it happen. And you can pull some tasty espresso. And outside of that, you can get the flare and pull some tasty espresso too. Yeah. So uh, I mean, that whole idea was sparked by... You know, my buddy, our buddy, Jono, um, came by narrative right, and we were right. talking about it. And he's like, you know, I'm just going to pick up one of these machines. They're under a thousand bucks and be pulling some tasty stuff just at home. Um, so yeah. stuff like that is super exciting. But also the idea of like connection between like a home barista to a producer is getting tighter and closer and deeper yeah. um, as time and information sure. goes on or goes out. So yeah. there's, that's the word that comes to mind is accessibility. Accessibility is just growing and people are able to connect not only to information, but like even coffees Yeah, and go online and order some very tasty coffees. So yeah. there's so yeah. much access to all of the good stuff that back in the day, the only way to get that was to go into a cafe, talk to a barista yes, yes. in person there. It was just so limited. And now the access is it's wild. It's yeah. Bonkers. Yeah. Back then. I mean, I mean, not, not even say like back then, but even maybe like seven years ago, mm -hmm. you know, having a setup at home that can, that can be decently affordable. Not gonna, you know, you don't need a commercial espresso machine. You don't need an EK in your house, but, uh, Back seven years ago, that was nearly kind of like not really heard of. Yeah. Uh, maybe seven, eight years ago, where that was still like a very, very, very niche thing. And the the crazy thing is now that that's becoming more mainstream within mm -hmm. our part of the industry, the specialty coffee industry, where now people are able to actually, instead of going to the cafe, they can choose what, what coffee roaster do they want to drink? What producer do they want to buy from? You know, what flavor profile do they like? And not only that, but they can actually execute that on yeah. a pretty spectacular level right in the comfort of their home. Like, that's insane. And so the, there's this big dynamic shift I'm, I'm seeing is like a lot more people are now, they don't actually have to go to the cafe to get a really tasty coffee, whether that's yeah. filter or whether that's an espresso which is crazy filter was like, okay, you know, you could do it, but now 
espressos joined the game. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, people are pouring, you know, swans and rosettas and tulips from their little uh, Breville yeah. Bambino, you know, or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Like, which, which is just, just absolutely incredible. And there are, I think there are good, there are very upsides to that, is that coffee is becoming more mainstream. Um, like really good coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the access to information, the knowledge, um, the awareness of these, uh, the flavor profiles or the awareness that coffee can be more than just a caffeine hit, mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day is always going to be beneficial for the entire industry because at the end of the day, it all trickles down to if nobody drinks this coffee at home or nobody goes into a cafe, but if nobody drinks this yeah. coffee at home, so what you know like yeah. coffee is left at the farm yeah because nobody want nobody needs it yeah. nobody wants it and so that's exciting from a sustainability um standpoint but i'm also curious like um which i would love to ask you because you're working behind bar you've mm-hmm. worked behind bar for many years is like just because people can can you know can pull tasty espresso shots turbo shots they can pull filter 2.0 scott rails yeah. no recipe they can pressure profile all their machines have these beautiful tasty drinks will people just stop going to the cafe because if you can just get that at home why why go to a cafe yeah. if you can have the world's the the world's best coffee yeah. there at in your home but it's the same answer that if someone would have asked me like well, you can, you know, buy a six pack of beer and drink it at home on your couch watching TV. Why would you go into a tap room? Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's the experience. Fair uh, enough. Fair enough. Know, the cafe experience is all about hospitality and having a tasty beverage is part of good hospitality for sure. Yeah. But connecting with the barista, being able to be in a space that's crafted for people. Um, there's a lot of elements that you can't reproduce at home. Uh, but you know, there's a give and take on different elements. There's the comfort of your couch. That's mm-hmm. cool. You yeah. can welcome people in your house. That's cool. Yeah. But your home is your home. It's not a third place. And yeah. most humans desire to have that third place where it's not home or work. It's where you go maybe to decompress, meet up with a friend and that experience in a space is crucial and vital, and that won't go away. So I don't see, no matter how good the equipment gets, no matter how much information we have, the cafe is not going anywhere. I believe it's going to continue existing because that has so much more to do with the experience that we mm-hmm. share with one another as humans yeah. and with a craft. And all of that combined is hospitality. So even though you can provide great hospitality by inviting someone to your home, there's a different element of experiencing hospitality by going to a third place like the cafe. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. You know, yeah, there's like this weird tension where it's like, if you can just have it at home. And for some people, it's very, it's, uh, for some people, it's going to be a personal preference. Like some people just don't see a reason to go to the cafe if they can just brew it at home. Um, But then now you're, at that point, you're now deciding between an experience more than a, a drink, a beverage situation, mm-hmm. you know, um, because you can make the beverage at home or you can get it at a cafe. You're more choosing a specific kind of comfort or um, a way of doing it, you know. And so, yeah, the, the, the biggest thing also that intrigued me, even just like looking back at my drinking habits 
um, coffee drinking habits of these <laughs> folks. Uh, but the uh, really, it's like you know we have this office space in downtown. Um, I have all the beautiful coffees that we roast. Mm-hmm. I can drink as much as I want of them. I have an EK in here. I have a Breville Batch Brewer. I have a, you know, a cone shape, a flat bed, a triple bed, an upside down bed, whatever you want to <laughs> brew on. A cupping yeah, bowl. A yeah, I can cup bed. coffees every 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 morning. Exactly. Um, that would be tasty. Uh, but you know, at the same time, the weird thing is, I still find myself. You know, in some weeks I don't go as much, but I still find myself going back to the cafe and paying, you know, seven bucks for, for a pour over, you know, um, even though I could literally just make it here because I'm already here. Yeah. Um, which, which is just intriguing for me to kind of analyze my own behavior and realize like, yeah, I'm not simply just going there because I need a tasty cup. Yeah, and it's the same, why do people who work remote, why don't they just stay in their bedroom and work on a computer? Yeah, Uh, (laughs) yeah. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Students, why don't students just stay on university campus? You know what I mean? They... We all want to go to that second or third place, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's outside of our home, outside of that kind of comfort. There's another level of comfort when we go to a cafe. Yeah. And I I think that's beautiful. I think that's excellent. Outside of you know business and stuff like that the community aspect of a cafe is amazing like i i love watching people come in and out of the Mm -hmm. cafe not because they're buying my coffee or buying you know the that product they're actually the faces the connections um being able to catch up like sometimes it feels like the regulars and the folks in the cafe are closer to me than some of my friends because I see them more often. Yeah. Um, because yeah, crazy, you know, one, one, it's also part of my job. I have to be there right. and folks walking in daily is just amazing. Yeah. Uh, outside, outside of making them coffee, it's amazing to see them. Uh, so I, I don't think that aspect is ever going to change. But with that said, the ability to create wonderful beverages and wonderful experiences from a home barista side has never, never been like it's, right now it's uh, completely incredible you can like you were saying yeah. pull all these fancy recipes all these ideas mm-hmm. because the blogs and the discord channels yeah. and you know the videos and all of that information is so accessible to anyone and everyone yeah even the patreon like subscriptions are like what buck two three five yeah. that max like yeah. the subscription level but the amount of value that those subscriptions give is insane because I, I didn't have access to that, nor did I, I mean, I think I was brewing coffee before Instagram existed. You know what I mean? So <laughs> no, I'm not sure. I mean, for Gosh. real, it's like, it, well, we can't really imagine that. Like yeah. before you yeah. could access and connect with people over uh, the gram and now TikTok. I mean, there's so much yeah. more. Um, and you can utilize that information to create hospitality at home. Yeah. That is very, very personal, very, very unique. And then also every morning you can wake up in the first place you go and, you know, your slippers, you can walk up and pull a tasty uh, filter 2.0. I almost said espresso 2.0. Yeah. But you know what I mean? There's so yeah, much access. Yeah. It's it's a beautiful thing. Both are very necessary. I'm excited for both. Even the fact that mm-hmm. uh, there's roasters and folks roasting at home just for themselves, not for like business. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Ikawa home roaster, the
the bullet, like yeah. small roasters. Like I run into those folks in the cafe. They're buying coffee in a cafe, but they're telling me the green that they're roasting. Yeah, that that's crazy for themselves. Yeah, yeah and yeah. the age range of you know folks of yeah, being yeah. home baristas anywhere from uh, what Kev is, you know, teenager. Yeah, yeah, and then I've talked to folks like Roger comes to my mind, and he is much older. He's older than our dad. Yeah. You know, and yeah. he, we're always talking varietals, like processing methods and mm-hmm. how to roast him. He's just roasting for fun. He was going to go to SCA for fun just because he roasts coffee at Powerful. home. So it. that to me, I don't know, I'm going around this rant, but thoughts keep coming yeah. up. That to me is the culmination of all of the, you know, first, second, third wave of coffee. It's like coming into this like bigger wave i'm not going to label it as the fourth wave yeah but it's like they all they're all building up because now you can sit down talk to a friend about a specific producer without even naming the origin Mm -hmm. and be like oh yeah i love diego's coffee yeah that's as if like diego is your friend yeah yeah and that's beautiful because that's what we've been working for yeah is to see that happen and you can also you know get online and purchase whatever roaster you've ever wanted yeah. And you don't have to go to like a cafe to do that. You can, like, I just, you know, randomly bought some coffee from black and white and it's going to be here tomorrow. Yeah. I've, I've never been to black and white's cafe, Yeah, but yeah. I have access to that through like e-commerce. Yeah. And I mean, that's all, that's exciting. But again, yeah. the whole point of that is it's not just the cafe and it's, not just at home. Mm-hmm. It's all of those elements are just growing to create coffee and the experience of coffee, beautiful and grander and mm-hmm. bigger. So, yeah. I don't know. Thoughts? Long extended yeah. thoughts? <laughs> like no, that was, that like was, a good extended was, fermentation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure if it's that good. <laughs> as um, long as carbonic. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's that's wonderful. There's a lot of things where I'm just like, I wish I could just think about that, let that ferment literally in my mind. <laughs> because I think um, the implications of that are just beautiful. I'm just thinking yeah. big scale for the coffee industry because, you know, the more that, you know, specialty coffee becomes a norm, that's just, it's just going to be beautiful. Like for us, for coffee yeah. enthusiasts, that also means that like, People are hopefully going to be paying more for their coffee. There's a sustainable aspect of that for the farmers and the producers. Um, And the fact that also that creates a bigger market for really spectacular coffees, which means producers are going to up their game. You know, it's that competitive factor of like, oh, no, we're not just selling to one person now. Mm -hmm. Now there's Mm -hmm. a, a million people that want really, really spectacular coffee how can we how can we not only just fill the demand it's that whole supply and demand thing mm-hmm. if supply hopefully increases more than you know or sorry if the demand increases more mm-hmm. then the supply needs to match hopefully, that yeah hopefully um but hopefully that also inspires producers you know to push the limits and we've seen that if this these past three years have not been you know a representation of that you know yeah. i don't I don't know what is. And so um, there's just so many implications to that. And it's exciting that, you know, once again, like these really brewing aspects at home are becoming so, so powerful. But also, you know, on top of that, I think 
what you touched up on a little bit is that like people are starting now to talk about coffee according to the producer's name. Yeah. That's powerful. You know, I think there's going to, there's such a, I think there's that, that relation, those kinds of, that kind of relationship is only going to grow between, you know, you drinking coffee at home and the producer at origin. Like there's so much room to grow there. Yeah. Which means the sky is really the limit. Like it can only grow from here. Yeah. And I'm excited to see where that goes. And I kind of have some of my, you know, kind of guesses as yeah. to where that can go and how big that can be, you know, in the future. Um, but it's just, it's just really exciting, you know, that people are can brew tasty coffee at home and tasty coffee is everywhere almost now. Yeah. So. At the end of the day, the way I see it is there's so much more or there's way more options for folks. Yeah. yeah. So it's not limited to you have to go to this cafe. You have to uh, basically experience coffee in a particular way. It's much bigger and much wider now. Mm -hmm. The net is bigger. Like you could, as a home barista, you could potentially go on an origin trip if you wanted to. If you wanted to invest that much. Yeah. But then also, like, if you love coffee, you never have to buy a gooseneck kettle or a dripper. You can go to your local cafe and have an unreal pour over. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. That acts as one, even for our town here in Bellingham, the growth that we've seen in specialty coffee is insane. Insane. Like, you can go to a different cafe, like, on certain, you know, days of the week and continue that cycle yeah. if you wanted to yeah. like the options are growing and growing and growing yeah. and that's a beautiful thing because it's not limiting to like one way just because you don't have the option yeah and the so, fact that now those options are even spread out to like you can literally be living out in the middle of nowhere yeah out in the middle of nowhere and you don't have to miss out on tasty coffee because well you don't have you know this cafe in your small town or whatever um and so I'm like, I'm like part of, part of a small little Facebook coffee business owner group. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are like starting small little like drive through cafes in their town. And it's like, some of them are saying like, this is the first legit, like, this is the first like coffee. This is the first place that people that is just known for coffee. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. But if you're living in those town ta- in that town, you can literally have that right in your house and it's 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 yeah. spectacular you know so yeah i think that's cool i think it's exciting stuff like sometimes we get bogged down i believe by a limiting view but when we start talking about how like bigger things are getting mm-hmm. on that scale more access just it's a beautiful thing it's powerful not much more to say there yeah well folks down in the comments, if you're watching on YouTube or listening on YouTube, let us know what are you brewing on, what do you use, what do you, uh, yeah, how do you brew? You an espresso person, a filter person? Let us know. Um, our emails are open, our DMs are open on Instagram. Uh, but thank you so much if you made it this far, whether you're listening or watching. We really appreciate you. And uh, folks, have a great rest of your day. And uh, remember, reflect what's good.